Hello everyone, my name is Gunjan and I am your host for today on this podcast from the House of Ram. In our last episode, we talked about dharma and maryada. We ended up talking about how best to set your maryada, how to decide what is the right thing to do, not just right for you, but the right thing to do, period. We will now begin to look at different aspects of our daily life and our thought processes and see what are the messages we are getting from our ancestors on what is the right thing to do. One thing that we must always remember is that maryada, unlike character, is a fluid concept. It does not talk about right or wrong per se, but it does talk about good or bad, almost like approving or disapproving certain choices. Today's topic would be the first step on busting certain myths from a maryada context. It is said, and we all grew up with the concept of Parents are always right, they always have your best interest at heart, and always to be obeyed. It is a part of our sanskar system, and every time we align with this, we do tend to give a pat on the back to ourselves and are pleased that we are good people. While one can't find fault with it, the concept of maryada looks at it differently. While there are a plethora of stories which explain this nuance, I have chosen the following two. The first story is of a Brahmin named Sukar, who was a learned scholar in olden times. He was well versed in the Vedas and lived his life according to the tenets. His happy family included a devoted wife and four perfectly obedient sons. One day, an injured bird finds its way to their home. As is wont with our culture, guest is God. Sukarn and his family welcomed the bird, made it comfortable and nursed it back to health. Once it was well, the bird informed its hosts that it was a carnivore by nature and therefore would like some meat for its next meal. Being Brahmins, Sukarm did not have any meat at home. His belief system also forbade him to kill another animal to provide the meat that the bird had asked for. He therefore did what was the next best possible thing to do. He asked his family members, specifically his sons, to carve out a piece each from their bodies for the guest. The sons refused, saying that the bird's demands were unreasonable. Sukarm therefore dispensed with his hostly duties by carving out a piece from his own body and offering it to the bird. As is with all our stories, in the end it turns out that this was a test by the gods, and while they blessed Sukarm, they cursed the sons for not doing the right thing. Before we delve into the concept of Maryada in this story, we should set the modern context to this story. The first concept is, is a guest really to be treated like God? Every individual can choose his own code of conduct on this, but to be a perfect human being, guest should be treated as God. Now the second, 
which is where do you draw the line this story is not to be seen literally in today's day demands like picking a guest from the airport or wanting the breakfast at 7 a.m or an expectation of a guest that you would sit and entertain them is no less than someone asking you to carve out a part of your flesh it is inconvenient it is uncomfortable and it is annoying so please see the happenings in this story in the modern context the second story is the story of king yayati of the chandravanshi line king yayati also had four devoted sons one day he saw a gray hair on his head and was suddenly seized by anxiety of growing old and dying he called his four sons to him and asked them to give up their youth to him so that he may continue to enjoy his life three of his sons refused stating that what he was asking for was against nature however one of his sons agreed and gave up his youth to his father he suddenly became old and king yayati got a new lease on life which he then proceeded to enjoy to the fullest after a few years or maybe many years he was finally satiated with life and he called for the son who had given up his youth and praised him no end king yayati then named him the next king his ayer however in this case the gods cursed king yayati and the son who had given up his youth and the curse included that they would never be kings again it is said that the last known descendant of the lineage of king yayati was lord krishna once again i urge that you see this story in the modern context our parents have expectations and demands from us how do you decide which ones to obey and which ones to not now from a maryada viewpoint we all want to be good children to our parents in the sukham story the parent expected his children to do the right thing guest is god and therefore its expectation or demand must be fulfilled even at a personal cost the children's refusal on the other hand was coming from a selfish need for comfort and self preservation therefore the cursed children in the yayati story on the other hand the parent was coming from a selfish desire for worldly pleasures at the expense of his children hence the curse on the parent as well as the son who obeys such a wish of his parent if you reflect on both these stories you will realize that the common thread in the story is the intention behind the demand and the expectation and then you set your own maryada on what is right for you and whether it is aligned to the right thing to do your decision making can be further helped if you accept that an individual's intellectual capacity is not a function of his or her birth education or circumstances parents can give birth to a highly evolved child and it is also possible that highly evolved parents 
sire a child with lower intellectual capacity. This is obvious if one sees the geniuses of our time and wonder who their parents were and then see what and how the children, if any, of these geniuses turned out. Once you understand this concept, the same logic can be applied to your children, relatives, friends, spouse, etc. In the same vein, I would like to leave you today with something to reflect upon. The Ramayan showcases various parent-child relationships. Let's look at them. There is Ram and Dasharath. Ram was the favorite son of Dasharath. He loved him to distraction. Yet, Dasharath did send Ram into Vanvas. Irrespective of what Dasharath said and entreated, Ram stuck to his resolve to go to the Vanvas to obey and to pay respect to the boons that his father had given, whether consciously or without realizing its repercussions. Then we can look at Bharat and Kekai. A lovely son, an obedient son, a gifted son, yet sacrificed at the altar of his mother's insecurities and fears. Then we can look at Bali and Angad. Again, a gifted and an obedient and a devoted son, yet he ends up aligning with Ram and fighting for the cause of Ram. And finally, Meghnath and Ravan. An amazingly strong, brave, courageous, gifted son who died fighting for his father's cause. If we look at these relationships, we will see that Ram actually hurt his father by going to Vanvas. Bharat disowned his own mother. Angad sided with his father's killer. On the contrary, Meghnath is the only one who actually died fighting for his father's cause. Yet, Meghnath has been termed wrong, while Ram, Bharat and Angad have all been given a checkmark on the good person scale in the Ramayana. Why is that? I hope you will take the time to reflect on what is being said and I hope to see you again for the next episode where we will continue to decode the stories from the Ramayana. This is your host Gunjan signing off from this episode from the House of Ram. If you would like to write to me, I can be reached at gunjan at the rate of thehouseofram.com.